The Bible. It's the Word of God, sharper than any two-edged sword. This sacred book is living and active and contains all that's needed for life and godliness. Stay with American Family Radio for the next hour as we study God's Word and take your Bible questions. Welcome to Exploring the Word. Good afternoon, everyone. I'm Jim Stanley in for Brother Bert Harper. My pleasure to be here. In just a little bit, we're going to be in 1 Corinthians, the third chapter. Alex and Bert wrapped up chapter 2 yesterday, and so we're going to start off in chapter 3 today. And with me today is my good friend, Dr. Alex McFarland. Hello, Brother Jim Stanley. It's good to be with you on Exploring the Word today. Thanks for thanks for helping us out as Bert is traveling today. Oh, it's my pleasure. He, uh, he, in fact, told me what he was going to do. He's playing with the grandchildren today and tomorrow. So that, well, that's hard yes. work right there. Well, he loves his grandchildren, and he the the Harpers are such a wonderful family, very tight knit family, and so uh, we understand. Uh, but it's always good to have you and folks. If you're just tuning in, exploring the Word is the show where we we go through the Bible, and then later on in the show we take Bible questions. Jim, somebody very special to me, and this goes all the way back to like uh, when. Uh, uh, Marvin was with us, and mm-hmm. every now and then we would need somebody to help us out, and it was the very, very faithful Wesley Wildman. And Wesley has been at the Exploring the Word microphone many times, and as I understand it, is going to spend a little time with us today, too. He is. Wesley is the vice president of outreach here at American Family Association. And one of the projects that he has kind of helped birth is men of honor now he, he i want to be clear it was a team project but you were uh and folks you can't see me but i'm literally turned yes. and pointing at wesley we're in the studio together but you were instrumental in that yes absolutely i was i've always had a heart for many many years all the way back to, to high school and college and i've been out of there for quite some time <laughs> 15 20 years i've always had a heart for young men who did not have the same christian father atmosphere growing up that i had I always uh, wanted to do what I could to influence them, and I did that. I I had groups of that I met with discipleship groups at the time in high school and college that were my age. But as I've gotten older and I've had my uh, own children, I really uh, see that much more of the value of a husband and a wife, and them tr- and them the way God designed it, and then them discipling their kids. And so we want to. I've always wanted to fill a void for the young men who did not have that. And so we've birthed uh, Men of Honor through AFA, and AFA has been greatly supportive of it because AFA has always been unique in the fact, yes, while while there's a lot of ministries that inform and there are very few that do equip, the fact that AFA activates and provides you a tangible way to make a difference is huge. And so that's what we're doing. We want to not just be hearers of the Word but doers of the Word. And so we've got a program called Men of Honor where it's an eight-week study and an eight-week discipleship mentor program that's hosted at our uh, headquarters here at the Don Wildman Center for Cultural Transformation. It's between June and July every Tuesday for eight Tuesdays in a row. You can find out all the details and more information at afa.net slash events. Well, Wesley, this is exciting. Alex here, and it's just so good to see all the things the Lord's doing through your life. You know, uh, you and I have worked together on Exploring the Word and uh, Engage Magazine. Uh, you and I both have written for that. And mm-hmm. so uh, this is uh, 
men of honor is something whose time has come, brother. I commend you for your vision and the impact God uh, does through your life, Wesley. Well, thank you so much. There's a, a passage of Scripture. It says, 2 Timothy, 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 2, what, have, what you have heard in the presence of many witnesses, entrust a faithful man who will be able to teach others also. And that's exactly what we do through this eight-week course in June and July at our headquarters discipleship program now. Alex, we're listening. Or there a lot of people that are listening right now. They are outside the driving distance. Um, they this they're they're in Arkansas, Texas, Kansas, and they're just too far to come be a part of this tangible way that we're making a difference in the lives of young men through through practical discipleship. So, what we have done is we've taken our curriculum, we've taken all the content through our eight week course, and we've put it into a curriculum that we're offering. For any, anyone who is listening for free that they can take back or they can download, print off, and use in their community, and they can get that curriculum completely for free at afa.net, afa.net, and click on the tab, the Resource Center tab, and you can get the curriculum completely for free. Now, wow. Wesley, you, you stole my thunder. Oh, is that bit. where you were going? That's okay. okay. That's okay. I just because... felt like it was the right time. Oh, absolutely. Um, <laughs> I didn't want and... to leave the audience teased too long. <laughs> no, not at all. But I think that is uh, instrumental mm-hmm. in showing part of the mission of AFA mm-hmm. is to help support the church and then make disciples. Yep. And so, I, man, like Alex said, I commend you for doing that. I've watched yeah. you grow with the program. I've yeah. watched the, the program grow. Thank you. And uh, it's incredible. But now, one thing you mentioned Mm -hmm. that I want to come back to, it's going to be held each Tuesday night between June and July. Where is that going to be held again? The live program, the live mentorship, will be held at the Don Wyman Center for Cultural Transformation. Doesn't that just sound good? Perfect. So, folks, for those of you that don't know, we have been blessed with a new building and inside the building is the Don and Linda Wildman prayer room. Yes. And I have to tell you, I it's just it was moving to me mm-hmm. because I know that Miss Linda and Brother Don were people of prayer. Mm-hmm. And I can't imagine the ministry being what it is without that prayer. That's right. And then I know your heart for outreach mm-hmm. and your heart for people. Um, I just think that's a great match. But to be in there this year, how special is that to you? Oh, it's very special that we can continue on with the mission that Papa laid uh, back in 1977, and we're carrying that on today. Uh, so much of what uh, Papa has uh, left us here with are, are rock-solid values and, and things that will continue, allow AFA to continue on even beyond my time here mm-hmm. and i'm 32 and even before beyond my time papa's laid such a good foundation here and this is a great opportunity if you're within the driving distance of tupelo you're in the area go to afa.net slash events sign up for men of honor get your your son your maybe your neighbors maybe it's your grandson get some get some of these young men ages 7 to 17 who need this discipleship also too uh just to give you a little bit about what you can expect both in live audience and in the curriculum we uh, the boys would register they come when they get there we'll have a meal uh ready for it. i say meal like it's a three course it's pizza okay <laughs> it's pizza yeah okay, we'll have pizza or chicken nuggets right. or something and we'll eat and as we're eating we'll have games out we'll have basketball cornhole and all kind of other activities for us to fellowship and i, I want to pause it for a second because i've learned as a coach that you can teach the bible 
all through sports. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're teaching how to be honest, teaching how to uh, put others before yourself in, in, in sports and all types of other things. So and then we'll go from there and we'll go to uh, the Don and Linda uh, prayer room where we'll study the scriptures for 20 or 30 minutes. We'll have somebody, either on staff or a local pastor, come and teach God's word. Then uh, we'll have a, a short time where we have counselors or or people that vol- men like myself who volunteer who will uh, discuss what we learned in Scripture, and then we'll conclude the evening where we'll learn a life skill of any kind. And I mean, it's going to vary mm-hmm. from how to change a tire, how to fill out a job resume, an etiquette class. We'll have somebody as a first responder come in that tells about the importance of the law enforcement, firefighters, those in the medical field. So. We're really, really excited. This is a full, well, this is a full circle. Uh, now, it's, um, it's, it's, it's obviously this. You know, you can always do more, but this is a full circle, and it's put together in just an eight-week course that we're encouraging you to do in your community if you can't make it by going to afa.net, click on the tab resource center tab, and there you'll find the curriculum, Men of Honor curriculum, completely for free. Wow. And, and Wesley, give us those dates again. It's going to be this summer, right? This summer, June and July. June and July, this summer, every Tuesday here at our headquarters. Now, remember, if you take the curriculum, you can do it at any point you want. Right. So with the curriculum, you can do it uh, during Christmas break. You can do it during spring break. You could do it you know, whenever you want. And it would really give you uh, something to complement your area as far as having a organized effort to disciple young men. Oh, last last thing I'll say on this, and, and y'all, if y'all got any more questions, I'm, I'm here to answer, and I love this. I could talk about this for hours. I could take <laughs> up the whole show talking about this. But I understand completely, and I get it, when, when Christians in America are so busy that they have a hard time making time to do other ministries. I get that. Mm-hmm. I've been there. I get that. However, this sounds like a lot, and but... If you narrow it down, it's only eight Tuesdays. So I'm asking those that can't be here to just invest eight Tuesdays following the program to mm-hmm. invest in young men who need discipleship, who need mentorship. And through this program, I'm telling you, it makes a huge difference. And it's not a lot when you narrow it down. It seems like a lot, Do you say, two months all summer, but really just eight Tuesdays to invest in the boys. I like the mm. fact that you've got it open-ended Yes, where the local churches can Amen. get and institute the program for themselves. That's right. Now, that said, we have another division here yeah. at American Family Association called American Family Studios. Mm-hmm. Do you envision a time down the road where you may have some of the devotionals oh, where yeah. you have different people record those and include them? Yes, um, absolutely. That's yeah. Sure, it's taken me two years to get to the curriculum, so <laughs> I'll come back in two more years. No, no, in all no pressure. Se- yeah, no, in all seriousness, that's a great idea. That's been part of the discussion. Once we, as soon as we completed the curriculum, that was the next thing. You know, let's see if we could put this in a video form. So that's a great idea. We will uh, consider that. Uh, that's on the table to consider. But we're uh, just excited that now with the curriculum, I can come on radio and not have to tune out. And that 90% of the audience don't, doesn't tune out because right. they can't come to Tupelo. Right. So we, mm. we want to let you know about the Tupelo event, but at the same time, go grab the Men of Honor curriculum. It's a, it's a complete outline. It gives you things like expectations for the teachers, so you don't have to wonder what they're what what you're wanting them to do. You can, it's got that their expectations for the table counselors, expectations for the skill time, whoever that is that's teaching. I mean, all the details are there for Men of Honor, so we're – Really excited about that. And again, AFA, 
American Family Association wants to be a solution to the breakdown in the family in America. Amen. Amen. So. Hey, Wesley, i got to throw this out there. A week ago yesterday, we all had the privilege of being there at the dedication of the building, mm-hmm. the, uh, the Don Wildman Center for Cultural Transformation. And speaking of men of honor, I was just watching the program. There was your grandfather. There was your dad, Tim Wildman. You were there. Walker is there. Um, and I thought, wow, look at that family lineage. Mm. And um, I don't know all that much. I don't know your family's history beyond your grandfather, Don Wildman. But, I mean, here's here's one man and Linda, your grandmother, but set in motion um, immeasurable, immeasurable fruit for God's kingdom, really beginning with your grandfather's obedience to God's call. And now... It's just nobody but the Lord knows the impact of your family. The reason I'm saying this, and I want you to comment, Wesley, because this can be anybody's family. Mm. Listen, folks, something like this Men of Honor program, uh, God getting a hold of a father, a husband, God getting a hold of young men, this can begin a brand new chapter in many lives throughout our nation, and we need it so desperately, don't we? Yes, we absolutely do, and you're looking at an eight-week course. We provide dinner and a graduation ceremony on the eighth week where they have an award ceremony. They're able to invite their friends, some of their cousins, and their people that would really be excited for them to for finishing. So it's a beautiful thing, and you're right. that This seed that's planted here, you, you we have no idea. Again, I said it's uh, just eight weeks, but the impact that it's going to have is far beyond we can ever think hey, or imagine. Wesley, can you give us a couple of more minutes? Yes, sir. Absolutely. Right. Alex, we'll be back with Wesley on the other side of the break so that we don't uh, have to have him rush through. And then we'll be into the third chapter of Second Corinthians, pardon me, First Corinthians, straight ahead on American Family Radio's Exploring the Word. This is Pause to Pray. A chance to stop down each day from the daily noise of life and pray for our country's leaders. Today, we pray for Vice President Kamala Harris. As Vice President, she is first in the presidential line of succession and is also President of the United States Senate. Matthew 23:11 reminds us of the importance of serving others. The greatest among you shall be your servant. Right now, with this in mind, let's pray together. Almighty God, we ask for guidance for Vice President Kamala Harris as she serves the President and our country. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Pause to Pray is a service of this station and the Presidential Prayer Team. This is an important election year in your state and all across the country. And we are joining together to pray the vote. Details at pausetopray.org. Dr. Tony Evans says sometimes words we use without even thinking can reveal unbiblical beliefs hiding inside us. Take the word luck. We'll find out why it's a problem no matter how we dress it up as we spend two minutes with Tony. There is lucky dog. There is wish me luck. There is plain luck. There is tough luck. There is good luck. And then there's pot luck. The word luck is used to express my hope that this impersonal random thing that floats out there will work for me. We roll the dice looking for luck. Casinos are driven by the search for luck. 
or I don't deal with the number 13 because that's an unlucky number. And if a cat crosses part my path, black cat, then I'm gonna be unlucky. And of course, crossing my fingers, hoping that my luck and knock on wood, all of those are indications that we don't get it. And this view of luck, chance, happenstance, fate has alienated us from the true God in the name of idols. Because all those are false gods. False gods that make us afraid, false gods that make us shriek in, in fear and insecurity because we're believing in an idol. An idol can just as easily be an idea as an object, but they all drive a wedge between us and the Lord. Find out how to keep that from happening with the help of Tony's CD series, American Idols, available online at TonyEvans.org. Then join us next time for Two Minutes with Tony. Welcome back to Exploring the Word on American Family Radio. There is Welcome back. I'm Jim Stanley in for Brother Bert Harper alongside Dr. Alex McFarland. And joining us in studio is our Vice President of Outreach, Wesley Wildman. And that's one of the things we're talking about is the outreach of Men of Honor. Alex, uh, did you have any questions to follow up with Wesley on? Well, Wesley, again, if you would give the, the website where people can find more info, please. Yes, if you're interested, if if you're within driving distance of our headquarters and you're inter interested to coming to our live Men of Honor mentor program in the summer for boys ages 7 to 17, then you can go to afa.net slash events. Or if you're wanting the curriculum, the Men of Honor curriculum, to do at your own convenience, at your own church or your own community, then you go to afa.net and click the tab Resource Center at the top. You know, and Alex, you have you have been a uh, youth evangelist for years and apologetics evangelist and different things. Man, when, when you have youth pastors, and in some cases you have churches where it's just the pastor, there are times that they are looking for things. Right. And so oh, yeah. having the material available to them to help teach this and do this class— I think is instrumental. I think that's a great job you guys putting it out there. Well, thank you. It was a it was a big request, and and I finally got around to it. And the, the team here at AFA and AFR, I had several several staff members help me uh, put the final product together. And so we've got a good team here, and it's ready to go. It's completely for free. All right. Yeah, hey, Alex, uh, pray for Men of Honor for us before we let Please Wesley do. go. Let's do. Father God, we thank you so much that you're allowing us to live and serve at such a time as this. And I thank you for Wesley. Lord, I just watched this young man, such a godly, visionary, gifted servant of the gospel. So put your hand of favor upon men of honor, bless and increase. Even right this minute, Holy Spirit of God, call the, the men and the sons, the, the young men that will come around this, and even the people across this country that will use this in their churches. And over the, the weeks of this summer, this will be a turning point as, yes, you raise up godly men, men of honor, whose witness will stand for decades and decades. Lord, we give it to you. We thank you for it in Jesus' name, and we thank you for Wesley's leadership. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Wesley, thanks for being with us today. Hey, thank you so much for having me on and being a part of it, spoiling the word. All right, brother. God take bless care. bless you, Wesley.
All right, Alex, so we move now to the third chapter in 1 Corinthians. Uh, did you have something that perhaps from yesterday you wanted to go back and maybe give us a short recap? Well, you know, Bert, thank you, Jim. Thanks so much. Uh, Bert and I were talking about in uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 2 how Paul was saying that he didn't come with the words of man or anything, you know, sophisticated argumentation, but the words of God, the, the word of the Spirit— and he says this gospel is the gospel of the risen Jesus and the, the princes of this world. In other words, the leaders, they didn't know it. Otherwise, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. And it transitions, Jim, into 1 Corinthians chapter 3. Um, he, he's, Paul's talked about the message of God often rejected by the forces of the world. But in, in chapter 3, he says, Brothers and sisters, I could not address you as people who live by the Spirit, but as people who are still worldly, mere infants in Christ. Uh, Paul says, I gave you milk, not solid food or not meat, because you weren't ready for meat. Uh, indeed, you're still not ready. So uh, earlier, in the pro earlier in the book, as Paul often does, he would open up and he would greet the brethren and the church and um, sort of uh, say some nice things and then begin to change gears for some words of correction. And I think we're beginning to see Paul's, uh, the posture of his words here, corrective, not just complimentary, but corrective. Um, uh, for the Apostle Paul, it's, it's about to be a teachable moment, isn't it? It sure is. And that's one of the things that um, I tell you, you know, I don't, I never, ever mind substituting for exploring the word. But every now and then I come in and it's a passage that is just like, wow. You know, if I come in and we're going through the genealogies and stuff, that's not quite as much fun. But when you can come in and you can sit down to something like the third chapter of 1 Corinthians, and as young people would say, it's about to get real. Paul is yeah. about to to bring the word, and even when he's bringing the word like he does, it's it's for instruction, and I think that's something we have to remember. And he starts off there, and I, brethren, could not speak to you as spiritual people, but as to carnal, as to babes in Christ. I fed you with milk and not with solid food, for until now you were not able to receive it, and even now still not able. So, it almost sounds like Paul has had this Sunday school class going on or Bible training class, and these folks have just not progressed any or as much as he would hope they had. Well, and in addition to, you know, later on in the, the book, he's going to have to talk about, you know, immorality. Mm -hmm. Earlier in uh, 1 Corinthians, he talked about divisions among the church because people had um, taken sides and really split up into camps. You know, I was baptized by Apollos, and I was baptized by this one or that one, and Paul said, you know, I'm glad I didn't baptize any more of you than I did, uh, because he goes on and he says, look, um, you're acting worldly, and if there's jealousy and quarreling among you, are you not being worldly like mere human beings? For one says, I follow Paul, another says, I follow Apollos, are you not mere human beings? Now, Paul had said the gospel that I gave you was not of man, but of God. Now, verse 5, 
What, after all, is Apollos? And what is Paul? Only servants through whom you came to believe, as the Lord has assigned to each his task. I planted the seed, Apollos watered, but God gave the increase, says verse 6. Now, Jim, uh, I've, I've got a lot of heroes in life, you know, ministerial heroes like Billy Graham and people like that, and, uh, you know, musical heroes and everything like that. And, and it's wonderful to um, look up to somebody and be inspired by somebody. And uh, it's good. I think it's good to have the right uh, role models to whom you look. But we've got to remember um, it, it wasn't Josh McDowell that's our Savior mm. or Billy Graham, much as we might love them, or James Dobson, but it, it's Jesus. And so Paul says, you know, hey, one sows, one waters, but it's God that brings the fruit. That's why all the worship and all the loyalty and fidelity belongs to the one who is our Savior, and that's Jesus alone. Absolutely. And, you know, I think sometimes we as ministers of the gospel, we like seeing a full altar, you know, because, man, if we've seen a a full altar, that means we're probably going to have a pretty good love offering after the service. And, and I know that sounds callous, but that's the way some folks think. I would just as soon see one person come to Christ and not to the popularity of the preacher than to have no one come or have uh, the whole house come. Because, you know, we've all done those uh, altar calls, if you will, where we've said, yeah. well, now, if this applies, then you come. And if this applies, then you come. And services like that are important. Don't misunderstand me. But when you are the the person who gets to lead someone to Christ, you're just doing what Christ asked you to. And there's nothing that you could have done in and of yourself because if the Holy Spirit had not prompted that person to come, if the Holy Spirit had not called that person to repentance, then we would have just been filling the air for the last 30 minutes with useless words. You know, what What an amazing thing, Jim. What an honor that, I mean, the most vital, most urgent, the, the most high-stakes endeavor in world history, and that's the saving of souls, to, to have people go to heaven, not hell. And yet this important mission, the Lord lets us be a part of it. Isn't that something? So in verse 8 of uh, 1 Corinthians 3, Paul says, The one who plants and the one who waters have one purpose, and they will each be rewarded according to their own labor, for we are co-workers in God's service. Mm. I mean, think about this, folks. Maybe, maybe you are not ready to go out and talk to people about their soul, but you can pray and you can be an intercessor. Or maybe you can be the person who helps out in your church, your Sunday school, your outreach. I mean, you think about it, that we get to partner and link arms with God to help fulfill the Great Commission. And the Bible clearly says we're going to be rewarded. So, Jim, the souls of people, the glory of our Savior, rewards in heaven. I think this is worth getting out of our comfort zone for. Oh, absolutely. Um you know, the the verse there in Yogazan in, in verse 11, for no other foundation can anyone lay than that which is laid, which is Jesus Christ. And it talks about, Paul talks about being a master builder, you know, and, and when we think about that, if you are laying the foundation for a home, for a business, 
that foundation has to be laid just so, and especially here in North Mississippi with all the uh, Mississippi clay that we have, it's sometimes hard to find a firm foundation to build on. Um, but when you do that, master craftsman, that's his job. The foundation is his to find, you know, to build that solid foundation and then for the others to come and build upon that so that it doesn't overwhelm the foundation. And aren't we glad that our foundation cannot be overwhelmed because it was laid by Christ? Amen. Amen. Well, you know, we're in First Corinthians uh, chapter 3, by the way, folks. Ten and following is very key. And, and Jim, we've had this question quite a bit about rewards in heaven. So Paul talks about this foundation. Okay, the, the, the first and the only foundation is that we're born again in Jesus. Then, as Bert and I often say, everything you do post-salvation uh, is a decades-long thank-you note back to Jesus. Mm-hmm. Well, verse 12, if anyone builds on this foundation using gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, or stubble, literally straw, their work will be shown for what it is because the day, now the day in verse 13, this is not the, this is not the great white throne judgment where the nations are condemned for having rejected Christ. This is called the judgment seat of Christ. And I want to be very clear, folks, as we understand Scripture, this evaluation of your life and service as a Christian, this is not about whether or not you go to heaven or hell. That's decided in this life when you choose Christ. But your service as a believer, you're going to either be rewarded or suffer loss of rewards. And Jim, you know, I, I've got to think that uh, if the Barna says maybe there are 120, 130 million adults that are born again in America, so 33% plus of the population, and among every believer, I mean, there are spiritual gifts. Maybe you can preach or teach. Maybe you have administration. Maybe you've got faith. Maybe God's anointed you and you're a successful business person, and you have the ability to give. See, some people are the goers. Some people are called mm-hmm. to be the senders. Maybe you can sing in the choir. Uh, but here's the thing. Jim, I've got to believe if the 100 million adult born-again believers, if everybody was willing to obediently use their gifts and seize the opportunities, I think this nation would turn around really quickly. And whether or not we obeyed or whether or not we held back um, at the judgment seat of Christ, your service as a born-again believer is going to be evaluated. Yeah, and, you know, it's one of those things there. And I'm really glad that you clarified that this is not the great white throne judgment, but this is where our advocate is simply saying, okay, you did this, and because you did this, this is what happened, or you didn't do this, and because you didn't do this, this is what happened. And so some of the things that we build, I was thinking about this earlier, and I know we've talked about it before. I probably have talked about it, you know, numerous times and will again. But here's the thing about wood, hay, and stubble. It'll burn. Yeah. You know, and it's, <laughs> that's true. it's going to leave ash, and that's all that's going to be left of it. But here's the thing about the silver and the gold. It will burn 
it will melt, and then the impurities are are basically skimmed away. And then what happens when that cools? It's even it's, a it's more pure. That's right. It's it is a jeweler's cast, if you will, of gold and silver. And so even those with gold and silver, you know, who 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 have built with that, they're going to be tested as well to make sure they did it for Christ and not themselves. Amen. Uh, and folks, by the way, if you're reading 1 Corinthians 3, this is very much like 2 Corinthians 5. If you really want to get a good handle on what is the judgment seat of Christ, also read this side by side with 2 Corinthians 5. Jim, there's a great hymn, uh, How Firm a Foundation, mm-hmm. and there's a line that says, regarding the judgment seat of Christ, the fire will not, and, and, and frankly, regarding some of the trials and test we go through in this life, the fire will not hurt thee, I only design thy dross to remove, thy gold to refine. And that's, uh, the, the Lord loves us so much, not only saves us through faith in Jesus, he wants to reward us. And so uh, it talks about this, that we are God's temple, and the Spirit of God dwells within us, the Holy Spirit, and we're not to destroy our temple uh, but we're to let the Spirit of the Lord that inhabits our life, our soul, our, our person, we're to let the Spirit of God lead. And by the way, folks, I'm going to give the number because you're listening to Exploring the Word. In just a moment, we're going to take your Bible questions. It's um, 888-589-8840. That's 888-589-8840. We would love in just a moment for you to call in with Bible questions, as Jim Stanley and I would be pleased to do our best to give an answer. All right, folks, 888-589-8840. We'll take your phone calls next as Exploring the Word continues on American Family Radio. What does the American Family Association stand for? AFA upholds the truth that all human beings, including the unborn, are created in the image of God and are worthy of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. These values and more are part of our mission to inform, equip, and activate individuals to strengthen the moral foundations of our culture. We also support the church. We want to be a leading organization in biblical worldview training for cultural transformation. Thank you for standing with us. This is Jan Markell, and next on Understanding the Times Radio, I talk to Amir Sarfati from Israel about his new book, Revealing Revelation. Is this book of the Bible just dark news, or does it contain details about the believer's glorious future? We'll talk about our future in this program. That's next on Understanding the Times Radio. Saturday afternoon at 1 Central and Sunday afternoon at noon Central on American Family Radio. If you are 65 or older, you know this. It's really frustrating to deal with out-of-pocket medical expenses, watching your hard-earned dollars just flying out the window. Well, here's something that can really help, and it's worth taking a minute to look into. MediShare has a new option called MediShare 65+. MediShare is a community of Christians who share each other's healthcare bills, and it really is a community. People encourage and pray for each other. And MediShare 65 Plus is a low-cost option for those with Medicare Parts A and B that fills in the gaps where Medicare stops. You can lock in one low monthly price for up to 10 years. It's great for peace of mind. And you can use your Medicare-approved doctor and get prescription savings, dental and vision savings, 
very worth looking into, and it's so easy to find out why people rave about the customer service at MediShare. They're great to talk to on the phone. Here's the number. Call 833-45-BIBLE. That's 833-45-BIBLE. 833-45-BIBLE. What would it take for you to compromise your principles? My name is Abraham Hamilton III, and this is the Hamilton Minute. Recently, I heard a statement that went like this. I don't think principles matter if you can't get elected. Principles form the core of who you are. Principles form the foundation of a civil society. George Washington, in his farewell address, identified religion and morality as indispensable supports. In vain would that man claim the tribute of patriotism who should labor to subvert these great pillars of human happiness, George Washington said. It makes me think of a scripture. What would it profit a man to gain the whole world yet lose his soul? What would it profit a candidate to gain an election but lose his principles? Listen each weekday from 5 to 6 p.m. Central for The Hamilton Corner with Abraham Hamilton III, public policy analyst for the American Family Association. The Lord looks down from heaven on all mankind to see if there are any who understand. Any who seek God. Psalm 14.2. American Family Radio. Welcome back to Exploring the Word on American Family Radio. Somehow you see through my heart And you welcome me with open arms Just as I am In the good and the bad Welcome back to Exploring the Word here on American Family Radio. I'm Jim Stanley with Dr. Alex McFarland. And Alex, before we go to the phones, if you don't mind, um, I would like to go back and look at, at one verse there, uh, verse 14. If anyone's work which he has built on it endures, he will receive a reward. And so that, goes, that takes us back to the gold and silver and the foundation upon which we build the work for Christ. We are, and you mentioned it too, that we should be enduring uh, the me- the messages we teach, the lessons we give, those should be enduring, and they should they should be of some value, of some worth. Amen, amen. And you know what? We really ought to have the mindset, Jim, that uh, we really are owned by Jesus. I mean, we are not owners; we're stewards. Our time, our abilities, our finances, our influence. And, uh, you know, you think about all those, and this, this little wording is not original with me, time, talent, treasure, testimony. We've all been entrusted with certain amounts of those, uh, and they belong to Jesus. So, um, look, anybody who puts their faith in Christ is going to go to heaven. Because Amen. Because born again. But I think there are going to be some that are empty-handed. One last thing. Listen to this, folks. Why should you want rewards in heaven? Because we're going to lay them at the feet of Jesus. The book of Revelation tells us five times that we lay our crowns at his feet, saying, glory to God. And I think there are going to be a lot of people in heaven, but they come fairly empty-handed because they post-salvation there wasn't a lot of obedience. Yeah. All right, let's talk to Dallas calling from North Carolina. Dallas, welcome to Exploring the Word. Hey, guys. How's everybody doing today? We're blessed. blessed. Good to have you. Oh, thank you. I love to listen to you guys. Um, 
I work in sales and I drive around all day. So uh, American Family Radio and and everybody uh, is you kind of my uh, my conversations each day and feed me and and just bless me every day. So I appreciate it, guys. Well, thank you for that. That's very kind of you. You have a question? Uh, yeah. Um, so um, I've been saved for a while, um, but um, just here recently, uh, I've really been getting serious about it and, and you know, um, searching for God's face, reading the Bible, and, and, and praying you know, as, as much as I possibly can. And um, I'm trying to find some guidance in his word about um, our gifts and, and, and um, you know, how to, how to use those gifts for his glory and, and just some, uh, you know, some encouragement and some, and, and some guidance. Well, Dallas, that's a great place to be in a, and a great place to be searching for. You know, Alex, when we talk about the gifts of God and the callings of God, um, if, if we don't research that for ourselves, if we are not willing to invest ourselves into those gifts, and that comes back to what you just said a moment ago, is that after finding Christ and following Christ, we're not always obedient in Christ. So how, what kind of encouragement would you give Dallas about and, and even study you know, guides on how to draw closer to the Lord and also on how to find his gifts and then work his gifts? Well, amen. You know, we're going to get to 1 Corinthians chapter 12. And let me encourage you, and uh, this is a wonderful book that we have the privilege of going through, 1 Corinthians. But read 1 Corinthians 12, but also look at 1 Peter chapter 4. And I'm into 1 Peter because I'm going to be teaching that at the Cove in July. Uh, but one of the best ways that you learn where your areas of giftedness are is uh, obviously reading the Word of God, but, but also the local church. And let me encourage everybody listening. First of all, I hope you're in a Bible-believing church, and I hope that you're volunteering and serving. And even if you serve for a time in a place that's just not the best fit for you, that's okay, because God's going to use you anyway, but you're going to find out that, hey, maybe, maybe this area is not for me. You know, one of my heroes, Lee Strobel, wrote The Case for Christ, brilliant, one of the best-selling apologetics books ever. And he uh, became a believer, you know, in probably his late 40s, early 50s. But you know what he did? We had him at a conference. This was back 20 years ago when, I mean, he was on 60 Minutes. He was, you know, number one bestseller. And um, uh, he said, I've got to get back to church for Sunday because I help in the parking lot setting out the traffic cones and directing traffic. And I said, really? That's what you do? He said, yeah, they needed somebody, and I enjoyed doing it. And I thought, now here's a guy who is a famous author, and he's a volunteer in the parking lot. Praise God, because whatever you do for Jesus, it's valid work, you know? So you learn your spiritual gifts in the context of the church. But, Jim, one last thing. There are spiritual gift surveys, and there are many online that are free, and it's like a questionnaire, and it might not be the definitive thing, but it can help you get an idea from among the, the biblical gifts where your areas of strength lie. But I'd say begin by reading 1 Corinthians 12. I would agree with that. 
By the way, folks, Alex mentioned that he was going to be at the Cove, which is the Billy Graham Training Center there in Asheville, North Carolina. And he is going to be there July 8th through 10th. That's July 8th through 10th. And uh, if you are in that way or if you happen to have a few days off, and I can tell you there's no better place to spend it than beautiful Asheville, North Carolina. Uh, that is, unless you're coming to the uh, Marriage Family Life Conference here in Tupelo, Mississippi Amen. the week before. <laughs> uh, good, good word, Jim. Do you like that? Uh, but That was good. You know, Dallas, back, back to your question there. One last thing before I let you go. Uh, I want you to know that I would check out BibleGateway.com um, and some of the more prominent, uh, in fact, Billy Graham has an ask, uh, ask question deal that you can go to for frequently asked questions. Uh, be careful when you search the internet because you'll also wind up with some things that won't be as helpful to you. And so i uh, go to the trusted places. In fact, were I you, I would probably check out what Alex has at alexmcfarland.com. So God thank bless you, Jim. Thank you for your call this afternoon. Let's see. Let's talk to Frank calling from Kansas. Uh, Frank, welcome to Exploring the Word. Oh, yeah, thank you, guys. Uh, say, I've got, we, I'm in a Wednesday morning uh, prayer fellowship and studying the Bible, and um, one of the guys there was wanting to know what Calvinism was all about, and I, I kind of leaned towards Calvinism. And, and he was at, so I, of course, directed him to look at the, the TULIP, the, the acronym for TULIP. And then he came back and asked me, well, what about this limited atonement? And so that's, that's one of the more controversial uh, topics, I guess, related to that. And I've, I've read some commentaries that talk about how there will be millions of people who serve eternally in hell because of their sin. So Jesus obviously didn't die for their sins. And then there's other commentaries that say that, that his, his forgiveness is offered to everyone, but it's only received by those who believe. And the ones who believe are the ones that God has placed in Jesus' hands. So it's a sovereign God. God is sovereign, and, and a lot of times we try and apply our rules and our thinking and our emotions to his, his, uh, his being, and we just need to hate what he hates and love what he loves and do what he tells us to do. Hey, Frank, thank you for the call this afternoon. We sure appreciate that. You know, Alex, um, I, this is a, a question that we get from time to time, and we know that we have folks that, follow Calvinistic teachings. We know we have folks that follow Armenian teachings. We know we have folks that uh, come from a Catholic background. And we don't try and make, <clears throat> pardon me, we don't try to, to level the playing field. We just simply try to teach what we know. And, uh, you know, and Alex, I want you to, to really take off on this, but it, there are some of the things there that I don't agree with because if it were, then John 3.16 would be a lie. Uh, expound on that for us, if you would. Well, you, you know, uh, we'd love to do a show on this, and, and I want to say um, I, I'm not a Calvinist, uh, but I know listeners that would consider themselves Calvinists, 
And look, we love the whole body of Christ. And when we talk about these specific things, let me urge you, as we always do, to remember that there's vastly, vastly, vastly more that you, that does unite us. Mm-hmm. And so in pointing out some historical truths uh, and present realities, um, I'm not saying burn bridges or anything like that, but John Calvin was one of the reformers. You know, 500 years ago, God raised up a lot of leaders to um, restore the gospel in Europe. And, and I would say the birth of America is a direct ripple effect of the Protestant Reformation in Europe. And Calvin uh, was, was a great leader. You know, the funny thing, it's been said that uh, John Calvin wouldn't be a modern Calvinist. And if there's one book, I mean, honestly, if you want to read a brilliant, brilliant scholar who fairly and accurately addresses all of the nuances, um, published by Bethany House Publishers, Norman Geisler, Chosen But Free. Mm. Chosen But Free. Now, let me just say, um, the caller had part of his question about the atonement. Um, I believe it's when it says Jesus gave his life for the world. It was for everybody. Um, and a lot of times Calvinists, and if, if I seem like I'm generalizing, please forgive me, but um, I'm not the only person who's made such observations. But w- we've got to take the Bible for what it says. And Isaiah 55 says, Whosoever will, let him eat of the bread of life. And Revelation 22, Whosoever will, let them drink of the water of life freely. John 3.16 that whosoever believeth in him. Now, a lot of times, those that are believers in limited atonement, they'll say, oh my goodness, the blood of Jesus is the most precious thing in the universe, and some are going to reject it. Do you think God the Father would waste the blood of his Son on unbelievers? So Christ's death on the cross, it, it must have been particular for only the elect. Well, let's not assume things about the scripture the scripture doesn't specifically say bible says that jesus died for the whole wide world christ's death on the cross makes salvation possible our putting our faith in jesus makes our salvation actual but jim i've given this illustration we'll have to move on i do urge you if you want to really get up to speed read norm geisler's book chosen but free but let's say you've got a lifeboat that's worth a half million dollars. And that lifeboat can hold everybody that was on the sinking ship. Mm. The lifeboat could hold 500 people. Everybody could be saved. But some people foolishly say, nope, I'm going to try to swim to the shore on my own. Well, the, the value of that lifeboat wasn't diminished merely because some people were foolish enough to reject getting in the lifeboat. I think that's how it is with the gospel, Jim. Christ died for all. All could be saved, but only those who obediently put their trust in Jesus are saved. Amen. Hey, Frank, thanks for the call again this afternoon. We appreciate your listening. I'm going to talk to Todd in Louisiana. Todd, welcome to Exploring the Word. Hey, thanks, brother. I'm going to make it quick. Um, my question is, is being saved and being born again the same thing? Oh, Alex, I'm going to ask you about an observation that I've been observing. Um, when you talk to someone, you know, and you ask them, that, well, do they believe in the Lord or do they, you know, believe in God, and they give you the cold shoulder or they give you like a grunt, are these people a part of an antichrist system 
and are they a part of the demons that uh, we talk? Everybody talks about it. Let me hang up and listen to you, brothers. Well, God bless you. Thanks for listening, and thanks for caring about evangelism. Um, to to the first part of your question, yes, being saved and being born again. Uh, that's two different Bible ways of speaking about the same thing. Um, uh, John chapter 3, Jesus said a man must be born again. The, the wording literally means born from above. And yeah, I think about when Peter preached in Acts 2, he said, repent, be converted, that your sins be blotted out. Ephesians 2.8 says, for by grace you've been saved through faith. So the new birth... Um, the, the new heart, and our sins are washed away, and our soul is regenerated, made alive. Uh, Jim, I, I believe when the Bible talks about born again, saved, uh, renewed, regenerated, it's all talking about the same thing whereby we were dead in our trespasses and sins, but were made alive by putting our trust in Jesus. Now, if we're sharing the gospel, as the caller mentioned, and sometimes people receive it, sometimes... People, you know, uh, shrug and, you know, shake it off. Um, only God knows the state of their heart. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't um, try too much to uh, figure out the, the invisible side of somebody's will and their heart. Just keep on praying and keep on sharing. Maybe somebody had a negative experience with a preacher and... and don't take it personally. They're not rejecting you, but they might be procrastinating or rejecting the message of the gospel. We don't know another man's heart, Jim, but we're just called to proclaim the message. Absolutely. And walk your faith out in front of them. Allow them to see Christ in you and the change that has been made and continue to minister to them. You know, uh, don't give up on them. And so I, th- I think that's a, a great way to, to walk that out as well. Alex, thanks for letting me hang out with you today. Well, it's been great to have you on, folks. This has been Exploring the Word on the American Family Radio Network. We always say this. We thank you for listening. We say tell somebody about AFA and Exploring the Word, but most of all, tell everybody about Jesus. Jesus.